We'd like to welcome you back to part four of our current event and weekly Bible study for uh, July 20th, 2015. <clears throat> We're going to totally switch gears now. Uh, this video, just a short one, it's not even five minutes long. It's entitled 9.2 Megaquake Imminent FEMA Warns of 100-Foot Tsunami to Hit the West Coast. Now, this is from Fox News. This is what they're openly saying on, on mainstream media at this point. Well, uh, now listen, here's the report. It comes out of Fox News, believe it or not. A 9.2 plus mega quake is imminent, 30 times greater than a potential San Andreas fault quake. Uh, 100 foot high tsunami will hit the West Coast and everything west of the Interstate 5 will be wiped out. This report comes out of Fox News. And I'm going to play for you without further ado. Here we go. Interstate 5 evidently goes up parallel with the coast there. And this is what they're, they're predict, predicting, evidently. I guess out in the open now. Go. Listen to this. This warning of a monster earthquake off America's coast, the worst natural disaster in the history of the nation is coming, say the scientists. And they are all in agreement. It is absolutely coming. Thousands of dogs will bark at alert before the ground liquefies in one area. And a wall of water will slam into the Pacific Northwest up to 100 feet high and up to 700 feet across. More than 10,000 will die. It is coming. It is a certainty. The question is when. The warning is from the New Yorker magazine. We'll give you all the details from the scientists uh, and find out why it's already all overdue. I think what he meant to say is 700 feet thick. 100 feet high, 700 feet thick. Not across, obviously. You're not going to have a, a, a wave that's 700 feet long. You know. Um, <clears throat> anyway, I just want to clarify that. The big, big one in the Pacific Northwest. An area I've never even heard of. As far as seismic activity goes. Hang on, this, this is interesting. Read a stunning article by Catherine Schultz in the New Yorker this week. And frankly, if I lived right now in the Pacific Northwest, I'd be considering moving. Seriously. The gist of it is this. The federal government estimates 13,000 Americans will die in a major earthquake and tsunami in the Pacific Northwest. It's not a question of weather, but when. This earthquake is coming, and it's overdue. Consider that the magnitude 9.0 earthquake in Japan, just a few years ago, remember that? Killed more than 15,000 people in the north of Japan and injured thousands of others. Seismologists say that the quake that will strike on our Pacific Northwest coastline should be even stronger, at up to a 9.2. They call such a quake a margin rupture quake, and it's every bit as bad as it sounds. Here's the reason for it. Our entire continent sits on the North American tectonic shelf, right? Plate, I should say. Off the coast of the Pacific Northwest, from the top of Washington State, all the way down to Northern California. This is it. And another plate called the Juan de Fuca is trying to slide up under North America, but it's... it's if you're watching the video, you can actually see... The whole area that they're predicting is going to be impacted uh, here all the way from Washington to Oregon to looks like the top of California. Stuck. We have now this has this has nothing to do, or maybe it'll happen in conjunction with the San Andreas fault, the Hayward fault, all of these other fault lines that are locked and loaded, according to seismologists, and ready to go and, and are way overdue to erupt. So that's another factor illustration over here in the big wall let me show you what this is this is our continent here this the this is the cascada mountains this is the cascadia what do they call it the cascadia what bridge. the cascadia bridge I, I was actually asking him but thank you the north american plate here and the juan de fuca plate here this one's sliding up under and eventually this is going to go down send a huge wall of water up that wall will go all the way over to japan and the other will come onto our onto our shore within 15 minutes and when it slips, it will unleash not only a colossal earthquake, but also that tsunami, 700 miles long, and in some places up to a 100-foot-high wall of water and whatever it's pushing, like houses and dump trucks and, and, and schools. That okay, so 700 miles long, 100 feet high. Thousands and thousands <laughs> will not escape. The New Yorker quotes a FEMA official who says, and I quote, our operating assumption is that everything west of Interstate 5 will be toast. Everything west of Interstate 5 is gone. That's Seattle, Tacoma, Portland and Olympia, Salem and Eugene, wiped out altogether about 7 million people. That's not including tourists. So think of summertime. The New Yorker reports that FEMA calculations indicate 
The disaster will damage or destroy about a million buildings, including 3,000 schools and one-third of all fire stations. And perhaps the worst part of all of this, these sorts of earthquakes happen at regular intervals in exactly this part of the world, have forever. On average, according to seismologists, about every 240 years. So when was the last one of these? These massive 9.2 or so earthquakes? Well, the last one was more than 300 years ago, the year 1700. It struck in the Pacific Northwest and sent a 600-foot wave of water all the way to Japan. So right now, on average, the Pacific Northwest is decades overdue for the really, really big one. Michio Kaku is a uh, physicist and professor at City College of New York. Okay, I will provide a link to that, but uh, everything west of the 5, this is per FEMA, will be toast. This is a 9.2 plus mega quake imminent. It will happen. It's coming. A uh, 100 foot high tsunami will hit the west coast, and I'll provide that link uh, in the description box. Of course, tune in Monday through Saturday, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern. Okay, so we, we have that, uh, one of the many... <clears throat> predictions now and they're openly saying this then <clears throat> this particular video america's ticking time bomb portable morgue ship fema preparing for large earthquake on cascadia subduction zone not only have portable disaster morgues been shipped to four states in what appears to be preparation for a large earthquake in the new madrid seismic zone now if you're not aware of that just key in madrid m-a-d-r-i-d um <clears throat> it's better to use one keyword search when you search my site if you can and you'll see the new madrid fault line how that could potentially split the United States right in half. Uh, and again, if we end up splitting Israel by creating a Palestinian state and, and having them give up more land, it wouldn't surprise me if we got split in half. In other words, like we that verse from Obadiah, whatever you've whatever you've done to Israel, you're gonna it's gonna come back on you type of deal. And so we're ripe for judgment on a lot of different levels, and so. A lot of these things could be very, very um, <clears throat> much in, in the future of America. I believe are in the future of America. It's just a matter of time. Um, now, FEMA is also preparing for an imminent large 8 to 9.2 magnitude earthquake in the already locked and loaded Cascadia subduction zone, which is what we were just kind of talking about there. But I'm going to go ahead and uh, play this next video. It's only like a few minutes long. Uh, and it says, please update your quake supplies and regardless of where you live. So, this is the next video. Okay, hello everyone. We did a video a while back talking about how the Cascadia subduction zone was locked up. And I'll leave the link to that video in the description so that you can go back and look at that video and the links where it stated that the Cascadia fault line was was locked and loaded and we've been keeping up with that pretty heavy lately and keeping an eye on it but this is some new information that is just it's yeah it's it's unbelievable fema now fema is planning for a large earthquake out there and from what they're saying is that it'd be between anywhere from an 8.0 to a 9.2 magnitude on the cascadia now, what they're saying also is that it's 72 years overdue for its next quake. And with it being locked up right now, that just opens the door for this to be just unbelievably huge. And what they're saying is that, uh, it says here in the article, which I'll leave the article to this in the description area of the video here so you guys can read it yourself. But they're saying uh, parts of FEMA's quake expectations are truly terrifying. It says that uh, FEMA projects that nearly 13,000 people will die in, a, in the Cascadia earthquake and tsunami. Another 27,000 will be injured, and, agency ex and the agency expects that it will need to provide... To me, those numbers seem incredibly underblown. 13,000 to die, and this is going to take out everything between the ocean and whatever, that I-5 or whatever road, which is pretty far inland? Come on. Uh, you mean 1.3 million to die? Uh, really? I mean, that just doesn't even seem remotely... 
but again, they always, whenever there's a natural disaster, the, the, the numbers that you're getting are always way underblown. Whenever there's any, I mean, that's classic Illuminati tactics. So, uh, you know, that doesn't even seem remotely accurate. A uh, 100-foot tidal wave, 700 miles long, going to destroy everything to I-5, going to take out Seattle, Portland, Tacoma, all these big cities? Come on. You're going to have deaths into the millions shelter for a million displaced people and food and water for another two and a half million these projections are based on the scenario that that this earthquake strike it would be striking at 9 41 a.m and <clears throat> what they're saying is the toll would be far higher on a warm day when more people often huge crowds of people are at the beach or on the water and they're also saying the impacts of the severe effects and the impacts of the following tsunami, it would look like the whole ocean elevated, overtaking the land. Wow. So this is something, and there, I'll post another article where they're saying that the big one in Cascadia is imminent. But this just takes the cake. Because you have the Federal Emergency Management Agency now preparing at breakneck speed because they know that this thing is locked and ready to roll so you could wake up any day and there you go so just another thing to keep an eye on everyone I'll add the links so you guys can read yourself take care stay at the ready you also have the um, scenario and there's whole videos of this online um, that they've warned about as well of the Canary Islands in the, you know, that one could produce a thousand foot, you know, wave or whatever it is, 600 or a thousand feet or, you know, and go like, I don't even know how far inland. I mean, and just it would roll over, you know, Florida be gone and all the low lying areas on the East Coast would be gone and I would imagine the Caribbean and, you know, so there's a lot of different scenarios. If, if a meteor were to hit, either the Pacific or Atlantic Ocean. That's another one. If, if you had, I mean, the Pacific's on the Ring of Fire, okay, that whole ring that goes up all around there and rings to Japan to all the way around Alaska and then down and, and then California and into, I mean, there's so many things that could go wrong there, um, <clears throat> fault line-wise, which is that is one big, gigantic, tectonic fault line, essentially, and there's all kind of volcanoes on it and that scenario. And we've, we've talked a lot lately about California, then you've got HARP, where they can literally create these disasters or, or trigger them, scalier weaponry. Um, uh, I mean, there's just so many things that you would really, really want to be aware of. I personally do not think that living in low-lying areas or on the coasts of the United States is probably the best place you could possibly be. I'm not telling you what to do, but I'll be honest, it's a big reason I left, or part of the reason I did feel compelled to get out of Florida. You had the Gulf disaster going on, you had, you know, all these, I had that colonel I visited up in the mountains the, in, here in North Carolina that one time, told was begging me to get out of Florida, he said, because they had nukes, our government had nukes offshore in the Atlantic Ocean, and that at the right time, or whenever they wanted to enact, whatever they want to enact, they were going to trigger those nukes, and you're going to have a tidal wave going over florida there it's just feet above sea level i mean i lived there for most of my life you know and it's very very low so you know listen god can prevent all of it god can permit all of it and and we're we're a nation ripe for judgment so i'm just saying i can't not ever mention this as far as and i don't want to tell people what to do you have to be led of the lord pray and fast about it I'm just saying it could happen, and it has been brought up many, many times by, you know, end time scenarios, by Hollywood, by, I mean, you know, you, you can get into the prophetic stuff. I kind of try to stay away from that because most of the time these people do not have any kind of reliable track record or if they're off into kooky charismania stuff. I'm not saying you couldn't have a true prophecy, but the test of a prophet 
is somebody that has to get it right 100% of the time according to Deuteronomy 18. And then also, it's somebody that even if they get it right, it cannot be leading you away from the Word of God. And so much of the time, these prophets are into charismania or they got hexagrams all over their site or they're, you know, just, they're a woman at the head of their own ministry, the headship's out of order or they're into all kind of crazy theology. So I'm, I'm very leery of that. I'm just sticking mostly to the to the scientific. I'm not discounting the fact that there can't be prophecies or that God doesn't warn ahead of time. It's just that in today's day and age where things are so insane in the church, you know, particularly in charismania and Pentecostalism, which is where you get a lot of this stuff, it's very, very hard to look at that with any kind of reliability. <laughs> Seeing all of the other garbage that is connected to that. And I came out of it, so I, I know that very well. Um... But it's been predicted on a lot of different levels, you know, whether it's a meteor, whether it's Canary Islands, whether now it's the subductions, the Cascadia subduction zone, whether it's the, the fault lines going, whether it's the volcanoes, whether it's a, you know, meteor hitting the water, uh, or nukes going off, like I mentioned earlier. I don't know. I can't say for sure. But as a watchman, I have to at least broach the subject and bring it up. The rest is between you and God. The rest is that, that that's between you and God. I feel like I've I've warned and I have talked about this scenario before. Talked a lot about the New Madrid fault line. The the New Madrid fault that's that's locked and ready and ready uh, locked and loaded ready to go that could split, you know, the Mississippi River right up the middle. Um so these are scenarios I've mentioned a lot as a watchman it's my duty to warn and I want to at least put this out there so that you're aware of it. Um, so let's go further. Next report, major red list alert, spec op power center operation to begin. Um, this is by Susan, Susan Duclos. She says uh, of All News Pipeline, a very disturbing alert has gone out about planned power outages being initiated on the California-Nevada border in the Ant Hill and Tijon Ranch area where spec ops, special ops, are conducting operations on land owned by a power company under false pretenses from June 15th to the 20th, which it just got over with, hopefully. The original alert was sent to Steve Quayle, as shown below, followed by his alert. On the nights of July 20th, 15th to 20th, special ops will be conducting operations at a major power center in the mountains between California and Nevada. They will supposedly be practicing surveillance techniques, defensive operations, and even sabotage operations of power lines. This will be spec ops conducting operations on land owned by a power com company under false pretenses. I say false pretenses because observers know for a fact that the military leadership has not told the power company that owns the facility that this operation is running in conjunction with a larger overall national drill, being Jade Helm. If they are doing this secretly in one area that is not shown as hostile, meaning California, because remember there was hostile areas, it was like Utah... Texas, and I don't know, one other state, I think, oh, Southern California, um, Southern California, but this is an area, I guess, that wasn't considered hostile. Um, if they're done, doing this in areas shown not hostile on the Jade Hell map, what are they doing all over the country? One source told me that when the lights go out intentionally, so do we. So this is just another thing that I'm not saying it's 100% fact, if we lost power, but if we did... You would want to be on high alert regarding, you know, um, planned pickup of the red list. Because it could be the perfect cover for them to do that. Because if, if communications, if the power's down, communications are going to be down. And unless you have, like, um, a way to, to power up... Um, Whatever form of communications you have, whether it be, let's just say the cell phone network would be down, or maybe a ham radio or um, um, two-way radios, um, I don't know about CB, but um, there's different forms of communication. Unless you had a way to power them up, and obviously you can have handheld two-way radios that, you know, are battery-operated. Uh, but you would you would have you'd be cut off from communications. That's one of the the main tactics of Satan is to always cut off our lines of communications when when waging war. So it would be the perfect time to implement the red list if they wanted to just go ahead and do that. Now, granted, I'm not saying that's the case, 
but it would be from a logical standpoint from a satanic standpoint a time to you know really be on guard um then quail says major red list alert don't be in your normal areas and assume you're already under observation have been and have been for some time there will be no chance encounters go back and read the guy now i think he's this is more targeted to the jade helm states okay but he says, go back and read the guidelines for Jade Helm, telling local law enforcement officers not to respond to 911 calls at night. Um, meaning, oh, if you get a 911 call, law enforcement regarding Jade Helm, just ignore it. When they could be doing potentially red list, red list uh, extermination or pickups. Okay, um, If your power and phone lines go out, you will have no more need for my alerts. My prayer is for the living God to intervene in a supernatural and mighty show of his of his answer to the prayers of his people and confound all their plans. Amen. Amen. And that's where we need to have our hope. Not in the guns and the guts uh, guns and the bullets and the and, and well guts, you know, too, and in in all I mean, yeah, I mean you want to be prepared in as much as the Lord has led you to be prepared, but your your protection is the Lord. Okay? Like the Bible says, that Bible verse, under the covert of thy wings will I make my ref refuge until these calamities be overpassed. Meaning under the shadow of his wings. So those are the things that, the, the, um, that's the main thing you want to um, have at the forefront of your thought process. The original leaked Jade Helm document um, uploaded to Scrib and published by All News Pipeline on March 13, 2015. There's links to all this. And embedded below shows a, on page 9, subcategory what to expect uh as increased aircraft in the area at night and warns that there will be noise complaints it specifically mentions that local leos are fully aware of the exercise meaning they are expecting complaints and to ignore them because it's all part of the exercise now whether this is just beta testing seeing gauging public reaction um recon seeing public reaction about you know how they're going to respond to the troops seeing how much they can infiltrate which is kind of seeming like what it is or whether it's something much more draconian and evil uh, whether it's a conditioning a purely conditioning tool or something far beyond that I, I can't say for sure okay i'm not going to sit here and commit either way but it's something on one end of the spectrum you know there and hopefully it's just the initial stages of beta testing regarding this stuff um let's see here um people on the much talked about red list are those that will not comply with the nationwide lockdown or martial law including constitutionalists preppers veterans christians survivalists and many more and many believe the red list is composed of those slated for elimination during the implementation of new of the new world order after a series of events reported on july 8 2015 including a very strange day that saw the New York Stock Exchange, United Airlines, and the Wall Street Journal all suffering what have been termed as technical glitches and a power outage in D.C., a SNAP EBT card snafu, and a huge portion of the New York subway system being shut down in another technical glitch. There seems to be some major preparation, or what some might call beta testing, being carried out across the country ahead of Jade Helm 15 which is scheduled to begin co coincidentally on July 15, 2015. So we've, we're about six days into it right now as I do this teaching. The same day, the alert says the planned power outages are set for the power centers, centers on the uh, California-Nevada California, California Nevada border. Bottom line is this. By the time your power and phone lines go out, it's, it's going to be too late, so prepare now just in case. As we say often, better to be prepared and find out you don't need it than to need it and not be prepared. Prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. There's a Bible verse regarding that. Um, <clears throat> next report. Churches are using facial recognition, and they're sharing it with the DHS. I've already mentioned this. But this is the actual report. This is from a listener. Uh, they say, I don't know why I was shocked at this since I already knew about FEMA pastors, but I was. Here's an excerpt of the report. The DHS is also working to infiltrate churches across the country. DHS meaning... Department of Homeland Security, um, and to establish a Christian emergency network, carry out emergency training exercises to prevent and prepare for disasters, active shooter drills and natural disaster preparedness, and foster 
two-way information sharing. <laughs> Meaning they're going to supply the pastors with information, the pastors are going to supply them with information. While at the same time instituting a media blackout of their activities. That's why you never hear about any of this from the pastors, from the clergy response teams that are yoked up with these devils. As the DHS continues to establish itself within the churches, a growing number of churches are adopting facial recognition systems to survey their congregations, identify and track who attends their events, and target individuals for financial contributions or further monitoring. This is all so biblical. Remember when Jesus talked about having facial recognition in the church and bringing the government into the church and yoking up with the government? Remember how Jesus encouraged all of that behavior? You know, how, and how important he said it was that we need to do that and obey them no matter what, even if everything they're doing is against the word of God. Remember all those Bible verses? Oh, you don't. Why? Because they're not in there. Because Jesus never condoned or would have condoned any of this garbage. This is just totally, I mean, this is total insanity. I love the targeting individuals for financial contributions. Oh, he's a, this guy's a big fish. We need to really work on him hard. We need to pill for his pockets. Squeeze him for all he's worth. Unbelievable facial recognition in the churches. Oh, man, how much more biblical could you be, you know? As the partnership between churches and the DHS grows, their facial recognition databases may be shared. Maybe. No, they will be. I'm sure the federal government's the one that's been encouraging this. May be shared with the federal government if that is not already happening. Wow. Wow. So your local pastor looking out for you. There's another example. I'm not saying they're all doing this, but, you know, obviously a lot of them are. There are thousands that are already part of this clergy response team system. There are thousands of sellouts out there that are already selling out their congregation, and they're just getting started. Man, I tell you, I wouldn't want to be in their shoes when they stand before God. I just, I can't even comprehend doing that. But they're hirelings that have no true love for the flock. The true shepherd will lay down his life for the sheep, but they're doing it for the hire, for the money. And for the fear of man, fear of the government, fear of not complying, fear of not, you know, you know getting subsidies from the government or, or taking any flack from the government or whatever. So, you know, if they cave when things are good, don't think they're going to get any better when things get bad, they'll really sell their soul to the devil then. They've already done it as far as I'm concerned. If they're already part of this FEMA response team. They'll beg for the mark of the beast, these pastors. They'll beg for it. You, They'd never admit it now, but they will. They'll all beg for it. Anybody that, that would do such a thing. Spineless, gelded devils. And they're the, and again, like I said before, at the start of the study, they're a big, gigantic main reason why things are the way they are in America. Because the church has abdicated its position on the battlefield, which has left this gigantic vacuum where evil has entered and taken over, for the most part. Then we have this fifth holistic doctor, who's age 33, died in Florida, making five dead and five more missing. I read about Dr. Baron Holt, D.C., meaning Dr. Chiropractic, like I am, not long after he died, less than a month ago, near me here on the east coast of Florida. I lived on the east coast of Florida, and I was a chiropractor in Florida oh, for a long time, up until 2010, before I moved up here. It was about mm, 17 years practiced there. And I was, I was a... I guess you call him a holistic doctor. I don't mean that in a new age sense, but I, I, I used alternative clinical nutrition, you know, in chiropractic, alternative therapies. No, nothing new age, though. Not at the end. I had a little bit of that at the very beginning. God pulled me out of it. But anyway, Father's Day, June 21st, Dr. Holt was coincidentally found the very same day that Dr. Bruce Henendahl, also a chiropractor, found on the east coast of Florida, was found slumped over in his car. 
Um, so two guys dead um, the same day, it looks like. Like whole, Dr. Hen Hendendahl was also extremely fit. Extremely fit, but they die in the same day. Hmm. Dr. Hendendahl been doing his had been doing an athletic event earlier in the day before he died. <laughs> but he died. You know, he was extremely fit. He was alternative practitioner, probably on a lot of the potentially the clinical nutrition that I carry, and you know, typically not the kind of guy that just drops over dead for no reason. You know. Dr. Barinholtz's obituary said he had a three-year-old child. Again, both fathers were found dead on Father's Day. These, how ironic. These two chiropractors who tragically died the same day in the same state, practicing on the same coast, come two days after the death of Dr. Bradstreet, who was an MD, also, but also did a lot of alternative uh, practitioner stuff, and I believe he was even a pastor, who was found in a river in North Carolina. Not, you know, about... Right up here, Lake Lure and uh, Chimney Rock. I could get there in about an hour, I don't know, hour and 15 minutes, hour and a half. Yeah, right near me. Found dead, Dr. Bradstreet, with a gunshot wound to his chest. Not a normal way you no normally kill yourself. Y you go on vacation to a really, really beautiful part of the United States, because Chimney Rock and Lake Lure is really pretty. And you go up there, you go out there to fish or whatever, uh, whatever, and you, you, you find, you know what, I think I'm going to kill myself. And I'm going to take the gun and I'm going to awkwardly point it at my chest and, and blow my, you know, blow a hole in my chest. Yeah, happens all the time. You know, a guy that's, that's an alternative practitioner MD who's helping a lot of people, who had probably a lot to live for, like these other two gentlemen. Previously, Dr. Bradstreet had lived and practiced here on the east coast of Florida as well. So that's the targeting east coast doctors that are, like, trying to help people alternatively. Huh, and on Florida. Huh. That's where I practiced for 17 years. Crazy stuff. Um, he had lived and practiced here on the east coast as well. I hesitated covering Dr. Holt's story as I had no information and didn't feel comfortable as there's no recent articles I could reference, but now there is. From... This glowing article, there's a link to it, just out here a mere 48 hours ago, which refers to Dr. Holt as a faithful healer. His unexpected death last month while on a trip to the Jacksonville area um, has been a blow to his family and community he created through his work. Though he'd been struggling with recent health issues, none were thought to be life-threatening by his loved ones. Okay, so this is one of the chiropractors that died on the same day as the other one. Um... His family was awaiting results from an autopsy report. I had searched before any other information but saw no statement from the family. Now that I see this article, it states his family felt he had no health challenges, that his life was no health challenges that was life-threatening, and he was a mere 33 years old and highly fit. The article goes on to say, Holt's practice, Revolution Chiropractic, had celebrated its fifth anniversary this year. Highly fit at 33, he was deeply connected to his Christian faith, and his career was booming. Holt took a holistic approach to treatment. He taught his staff classes on nutrition, exercise, and aromatherapy. See, all this stuff goes against big pharma, big medical. They're one to impose mass vaccination, force vaccination, shove all the stuff down our throat. And who are the main ones out there educating the public in the opposite manner, in truth? Well, doctors like them and myself. That's why I started out originally with a health newsletter and why I still have that because I'm trying to educate people on those issues as well. Well, Big Pharma hates that. They hate people like, like us. So it appears now is they're starting to knock people, doctors like us, off. They're killing them because they're, they're like, I think their mindset would be like, well, let's go to the source. If we can eliminate enough of these devils then the fountainhead that's, that, that's educating these people and getting them in the right mindset is going to be eliminated so that we'll be able to fill that vacuum, since we've been talking about vacuums, and just brainwash them with our satanic lies and big pharma propaganda. So it appears that's why this is happening. In 2012, he traveled to London to work with the U.S. Olympic team. 
So obviously this guy was pretty influential. You don't get invited to work with the Olympic team unless you're good at what you do. And he saw about 500 patients in his practice each week. So he was he was cooking. That's a lot of patients, trust me. That's the most I ever saw was like 92 in one day. And that was tough. Uh, it was really hard. This guy's seen 500 in a week. Um, said Bridget Spurgeon, friend of Revolution Chiropractic Clinical Director. When I read that he was highly fit, well accomplished, even traveling to London to work with the Olympic team and already emerging as a prominent natural chiropractor, I feel that it's my duty to report on his sad and timely death, whatever the cause. Again, our hearts go out to his family. Friends and loved ones, we hope that they get to the bottom of whatever this may be, the cause of this may be. Just to give you a timeline, I'm going to write it out as follows. Number one, the first death, Dr. Bradstreet, formerly of Florida, now practicing in Georgia, was found with a gunshot wound to his chest in a river, like Chimney Rock, um, Lake Lure area. That was the MD. Small town locals ruled the death almost immediately as a suicide, but many had their doubts. The same day... In Mexico, now the same day in Mexico, June 19th, the only case outside of the U.S., three doctors were traveling to the state capital to deliver papers. We don't know what they contain, and they were reported missing that day. Authorities said they found the bodies, but the family says those bodies look nothing like their family members, <laughs> which is common down there, evidently. I'm going to read you a little bit more about this. A sad but riveting article was written about those details here okay now granted this is in mexico but still it happened the same day three different um medical professionals this is from chilapanchingo mexico when roberto hernandez stepped into the morgue in late june to identify his recently abducted son he knew right away that there had been a mistake he said it wasn't him Hernandez told the Daily Beast during a recent demonstration outside the state capitol building to protest the government's handling of the case. I mean, things are so corrupt down there, it's not even funny. I mean, it's, it's corrupt here, it's even worse down there. I just watched a documentary somebody sent me from Vice, and I'm, I'm going to put it out in my, in my email. Just, just bear in mind, there's, granted, it's all in Spanish, but there's inappropriate language. There are some inappropriate images. Some of it I've actually gotten into. But the prevalence of witchcraft in Mexico is it's unbelievably impossible to even comprehend unless you see a documentary like this how prevalent it is how this is literally how many many people down there live their lives constantly going to satan essentially to get what they want or to kill people or to or to get uh goodies or to have somebody fall in love with them or, or have an unfaithful spouse come back or what they it's constant pagan witchcraft and some of it's totally unbelievably overt literally going and worshiping satan statues that they have erected black masses that they do it's becoming unbelievably common and prevalent so bear that in mind as I read this. I, I raised him from a baby, so I ought to know. The body presented by the government didn't look anything like my boy. The Hernandez family joined about 50 doctors, 50 doctors and nurses at the July 2nd demonstration. Braving the desert heat, the protesters chanted and waved signs outside the lock gates of City Hall, demanding due process and security for healthcare workers, because I guess they're killing these people off in droves. Certain healthcare workers. Our family said... We couldn't accept a body that wasn't ours, Hernandez explained, but the DA declared my son dead anyway. His son vanished, Marvin vanished, on June 19th while traveling with three other medical professionals along a remote stretch of highway in Mexico's southwest Guerrero state. Okay, and then it says the local prosecutor's office has since come under intense criticism for allegedly mismanaging the investigation especially for its uh, insistence on claims claiming the victims are deceased without presenting credible evidence they told our families we couldn't talk to the press and that we shouldn't tell anybody about what happened at the morgue but we can't be silent any longer guerrero is home this town guerrero is home to mexico's highest murder rate it's also where 43 43 Student teachers disappeared last fall near the small town of Iguala. The point of this article is to show you that I believe this is going to become more and more common practice. P 
people being murdered and disappeared. Already got into the report not too long ago how they were disappearing homeless in Charlotte, North Carolina, right near me. And that we already knew about what Columbia was doing before that, where they were literally taking the homeless off the street and taking them to these supposed facilities that you couldn't check out unless you had special permission. So it was like a prison camp. Who knows what's happening to these people? That, you know, whole cities of, of, of homeless people in, like, California, where you'd see, like, a homeless city um, one night, and then the next morning, all their shopping carts are stacked up like cordwood in neat orders, and all the people are gone. So I believe that's, they're beta testing that first, just like they did in Nazi Germany, to see what type of resistance, to see what kind of public outcry that there might be. And the homeless are the most logical ones for them to start on. Now it appears as though they're going to start going after alternative doctors or anybody that is vocal against them. Because they don't, there's too much dissent. There's too many people out there educating other people. So they have to start being eliminated, and now they're starting to beta test that elimination program to see what type of public outcry may happen. And that's one of the reasons I do what I do. I'm trying to generate public outcry, pushback, and prayer against this stuff. Most importantly, Christian prayer, that their wicked, evil plans would be destroyed and exposed, and that God would have these heathen devils in derision and then if it be possible, their souls be saved. But if not, that God would deal with them, that all men would see and fear and declare the work of God, that they would wisely consider of his doing, and that the righteous would be glad in the Lord and trust in him, and all the upright in heart would glory when he sees God's judgment on wickedness, according to Psalm 64. So, this is where, this town of Guerrero is where 43 student teachers disappeared last fall near the small town of Iguala. The precise motives for the killings were difficult to determine, but the students come from a school that has been training rural teachers and activists for the better part of the century. Their commitment to helping small farmers and farm workers in the rugged, semi-feudal countryside often has put them at odds with local powers to be. Why? Why would that put them at odds? Because they're helping small farmers and, and farm workers in the rugged, semi-feudal countryside? It's put them at odds with the local powers. It'd be. And when you add that to the cozy relationship that exists today between those powers and the narcotics traffickers, the situation is explosive. In other words, I guess what they're inferring here is that the um, corrupt local law enforcement is yoked up with the narcotics traffickers, and I guess they don't like these student teachers that were going out there and educating these small farmers and farm workers in these semi-feudal countrysides, maybe these were some of these farmers were ones that were growing narcotics for these drug lords, and maybe they got educated on how they could actually make an honest living. Had to be some reason it put them at odds with local law enforcement and the nar these narco, uh, narcotic traffickers. Had to be some reason to the point where they killed 43 of them in one day? In the Iguala case, the mayor and the local police chief were eventually accused of colluding with organized crime to do away with the students. So see, what's going on there on a grander scale is now coming to America. We're seeing it on a smaller scale. We're seeing one person at a time supposedly dying of either a suicide or natural causes or, or maybe a break-in where somebody got killed. We're going to see one of those as well. So they, 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 they colluded with organized crime to do away with the students. The mayor and the local police chief. <laughs> a scandal that shook the nation to its core. Now in the wake of the Hernandez party's apparent abduction, and fresh charges of skullduggery in the case, another high-profile kidnapping, once again threatens the government's credibility. They don't have any credibility down there. Two, now, here we get to the two other medical... The, 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 remember, there's three medical workers that disappeared the same day. Okay, Recently, I think it was the same day the one gentleman uh, got shot in North Carolina. Yeah, Dr. Bradstreet. Okay. Um, same day in Mexico, June 19th. Three doctors were traveling to the state capitol to deliver some papers. So now we get back to that. The two other medical workers and a lawyer of the Peloton Community Hospital who were in the car with Marvin Hernandez were reported missing the same day. The four were en route to Acapulco on hospital business at the time. 
the time of their disappearance, none have been seen since. Police found their vehicle the next afternoon near the resort town of Zalapa, uh, riddled with bullets from AR-15 assault rifles. The tires shot out and the car seats covered with blood. Well, what do you think happened to them? They're not missing. They're all dead. So there's more links there. So there's there's four people just in the first report. The second one they, they talk about in, in, in the timeline, June 21st, two chiropractors, both in Florida, both on the East Coast, both presumably healthy and both described as very fit were found dead we have no cause of dead death for either one few people have contacted me about dr hendendahl and admit that they were surprised by his death and still find it shocking that he died interestingly dr holt lived in north carolina which is the state dr bradstreet dr bradstreet's body was found two days prior <laughs> wow north carolina and florida so Dr. Bradstreet now lived in Georgia and before that neighboring state of Florida. I, I think he was on vacation up there on, on a fishing trip uh, near Lake Lure in um, the Chimney Hill, Chimney Rock area. I mean, beautiful area. I was just up there not too long ago with Taylor. Um, so then the third person that, that died, June 26th. Then we have Dr. Patrick Fitzpatrick. He's an MD. He went missing. He was traveling from North Dakota to neighboring Montana, which he did often as his son lived in Montana, but his truck and trailer were found on the side of the road. Searches have expanded, but authorities say it's like he vanished without a trace. He's um, six feet tall, described as Irish, and details can be found on his legs. Most of these people had some connection with uh, alternative um, health care, even if they were MDs which really would be a threat to the medical industry because they do not want MDs crossing over to the dark side, you know, because they know they can even do more damage than chiropractors because you get the MDs coming out against the very pharma cartel, medical uh, cartel that they're a part of, then it's really big problems. Then the, the fourth person, of course, this is actually way more than the fourth. Um, we've got, so there's um, two there. There's four. Uh, four and then another two right here june 21st that's six and then we got dr fitzpatrick that's seven then we have june 29th this is eight Teresa sievers md was found murdered in her home her co-worker says she was known as the mother Teresa of south florida her husband and children were in connecticut on a family reunion just coincidentally the authorities have been investigating this for two weeks around the clock and now say that it was targeted but it was, it was a targeted, not random, home invasion. So it was targeted. And when the facts come out, when the facts come out, books and movies will be written about it because it's that huge of a story. Um, this lady lived in Bonita Springs, which was, again, on the east coast of Florida, southeast. It was even below where I was at. It was in the Fort Myers area. She's in Benita Springs, a little bit south of me, right above Naples. I went on the, the, the local news station of my old town, or, or the one I, I still check, and it was it was on there. This You can get to it from that. So she's dead. Looks very pretty, very healthy, very, very selfless from every account I've seen. Helped a lot of people. Yeah, she was an MD doing alternative work. Alternative healthcare type practitioner. On this very same day, June 29th, Jeffrey Whiteside, MD, a pulmonologist, went missing, vanishing when he simply walked away. Dr. Whiteside, known for his successful treatment of lung cancer, yet he was an MD, but he had successful treatment of lung cancer, disappeared in Door County, Wisconsin, while vacationing with family. They say he was on foot and had no vehicle, and numerous reports call it mysterious, saying he too vanished without a trace. I looked this guy up. He had five-star ratings from all of his patients. Anyone that had ever seen him gave him five stars. Awesome guy. And evidently was curing lung cancer. And he was an MD. So he had to be doing something more than conventional treatments. Because you can't, you don't have that type of success rate and get five-star ratings if you're giving them all chemo and radiation. 
So he was another threat eliminated. They've been searching now for two weeks, and even colleagues have joined in along with many bloodhounds, drones, search parties, and helicopters, but not a shred of evidence in two weeks. <laughs> then, that was the 9th, and then here's the 10th. Lisa Riley, a DO, doctor of osteopathic medicine, is found in her home with a gunshot wound to her head. Normally, women don't blow their blow their head off with guns that's not a common way that they commit suicide she was a do and they're a lot of times more of all forms of mds they're the most likely to be able to do alternative therapies an osteopath originally was um kind of like a chiropractor but they do what they call long lever adjustments a chiropractor typically does what we call short lever adjustments I actually have at least one osteopathic move in my repertoire of adjustments that I use. Uh, um, it really works good. But it's, it's, a, it's more of what they call a long lever adjustment. It works really good in certain instances for lower back realignment. But generally speaking, doctors of DOs, doctors of osteo, uh, osteopathic doctors, a lot of times are more open-minded to alternative stuff than just say, you know, your normal... Uh, md would be he was from lee county georgia was found dead with a gunshot wound to her head i'm sorry she she was an emergency room physician at phoebe putney memorial hospital in the state of georgia she was only 34 beside being an osteopath i have no idea if she had any holistic or alternative training or beliefs that was part of the article so then we have this from dave hodges who's killing off our naturopathic doctors i'll let you guess naturopathic naturopathic doctors are dropping like flies here's some pictures of some of the ones that are unfortunately dead death is part of life it happens every day everywhere in every manner multiple deaths of people associated with the same line of work is generally not enough to raise alarm bells in my book but when you see a cluster of deaths in a high level professions or those in fields uh that work in fields that work to buck the system or challenge the status quo, or threaten the fat cats of billion-dollar corporations, then you may want to sit up and take notice. Conspiracies? Coincidences? Take note of these now dead prominent scientists, there's a link here, and some of the controversial research they were working on. So that's um, that's also well-known as well. Steve Quayle has, has uh, documented a lot of these, uh, these dead scientists now. And I mean, there's tons of them. So this is a common tactic that the Illuminati, let Satan, has used to silence people that need to, uh, that know too much, or maybe they're doing too much good for humanity, and because Satan wants evil, these people have to be eliminated. Okay, or if you're not convinced with the dead prominent scientists, you can take a peek at the number of bizarre deaths of high-level international bankers, which I've got into many times in the past, who seem to have a knack for accidentally jumping out of windows in the middle of the day, some of them in their 20s and 30s to boot. Well, now we have a new category of cluster deaths taking shape, which are dead alternative healthcare doctors. That's right, dead healthcare doctors. Why doctors, you ask? Let me explain. These are not just doctors. The new string of relatively young, healthy, now dead doctors making a living without the use of big pharma. Now, I'm not saying they're all doing that. I mean, I think when he wrote this, there was only three dead doctors at the time. Now we're up to basically ten. Okay? But, um, that's right, no pharmaceuticals, which means no profit for the drug companies. Makes for interesting conversation when discussing the latest trend of, in cluster deaths. Keep your eyes open for healthy, after all these people specialize in optimal wellness, holistic, naturopathic physicians dying of self-inflicted gunshot wounds to the chest, while taking a uh, midnight dip in the local river. Yes, you heard that right, or maybe just sitting in their car and suddenly just dying with little or no detail of their death. But that's not the best part. Two of the three doctors had run-ins with the FDA recently. And there's a link to that. Um, imagine my surprise to find this gem. The FDA, the big bad boogeyman federal agency that plays schoolyard bully for the big fat cat drug companies. So make sure that you're following the latest cluster death trend of status quo busters like your friendly neighborhood holistic doctor because you've never known when that bottle of vitamin c or herbal tincture might threaten the lives of tens of thousands thousands of people each year like these meds do and there's a link to a report on how medications kill hundreds of thousands of people every year yet vitamins and herbal tinctures and things of this nature 
cause no deaths. So, yeah, this is what we're getting in. So that one kind of hits close to home to me. So, you know, pray for me. Pray for the alternative doctors out there, you know, for um, protection. The ones that are doing New Age stuff, pray that they get their get out of that garbage. God pulled me out of it and get saved, you know. Um, but yeah, they're coming after, they're coming after, uh, coming after my, my types now, my, what I did for a long time. I just felt like I could do more good, uh, in this ministry. I felt like I could reach more people and still educate people on health, but also then on the Christian end time current events and in the Bible and things of that nature. I just felt like I could do a lot more as opposed to just one-on-one -on -one practice. Um, now then we have the American Medical Association. Um, oh boy, hold on, I'm just about out of time here. Let me see if I can get through this. Uh, let me see here. I'm just seeing if I have enough time to do this. Um, the Medical, Medical American, American Medical Association seeks to silence quack MDs. Here's a picture of Dr. Jock and Heather Wolfson from Arizona. Um, their Facebook image. Whether, and he wrote this. Whether in print or in TV or radio or on the internet or yelling on a street corner, the right to express an opinion should never be silenced. But apparently the American Medical Association feels differently. They would like to restrict medical doctors from participating in quackery. Targets have included DOs, which we just saw, chiropractors and alternative physicians. The founding father of osteopathic medicine wrote extensively on the body's inherent ability to heal itself when you remove the offending agent, which is the basic premise behind chiropractic. The traditional doctors are against alternative medicine and they will fight tooth and nail to protect their turf. Um, we are talking about trillions of dollars after all. A recent big fish was none other than Dr. Oz, which I've done teachings exposing that guy, but so kind of take this part with a grain of salt. He was called before Congress to defend some of his recommendations as seen on his TV show and in print. To be candid, I disagree with plenty of Dr. Oz's endorsements. I have as well. While also recognizing his overall value, Dr. Oz is offering viewers a choice for their medical care and opening eyes of millions to the natural therapies. His colleagues in the New York want his staff privileges to be stripped. Apparently, vitamins and nutrition are not popular in the doctor's lounge. As a board-certified cardiologist who runs a holistic practice, the ability and right to help patients outside of the guidelines must be maintained. Should all cancer patients be coerced to undergo chemotherapy or radiation if it is against their will? Should statin drugs be mandatory for cholesterol? Do we really want to live in a country where there is only one medical opinion and that opinion is crafted by pharmaceutical companies and doctors on its payroll? It is clear that patients deserve a choice. A recent study found cardiologists only provide informed consent 3% of the time. When patients were fully informed, most of the time they refused the procedure because they were fully informed. Chemotherapy is rarely beneficial for most cancer patients. Do you think the oncologists are fully informing their patients of this though? Of course not. It's how they make their money. Recently, bioethicist Art Kaplan urged that any doctor who questions the safety or necessity of the U.S. vaccine program should have their license revoked. Essentially agree with the 69 doses of 16 vaccines, it's up to 71 now, and however many more are coming down the pike, and if you don't agree, you lose your license. That's, that's where we're going with all this. It's this kind of country, is this the kind of country we want to live in? What if doctors, researchers, and the public had not questioned the safety of smoking, leaded gas, or pesticides like DDT? The word doctor comes from the Latin root uh, meaning to teach, which is kind of why I think I got into all this in the beginning. Because I'm like, that's all I do is teach, you know, if you think about it. But that's the root word of doctor. The Latin root means to teach, okay? As physicians, we need to provide full Formed consent to patients along with the risks and benefits of all procedures and pharmaceuticals. See, they don't provide any informed consent about vaccines, though. That's fine. You don't have any right to know what they're injecting into your body. Okay. Um, hundreds of, of healthcare providers are standing up for healthcare freedom of choice. And see, they don't like that. They want to they beat down that critical mass. And they know if enough alternative doctors start dying, people are going to start shutting their mouths. That's why I'll just scream louder. Okay, because I'm not going to be intimidated by Satan doing this garbage. So when patients are not comfortable with conventional options, alternatives must be offered. Anything less would be un-American. So 
That's why they're doing this too, to shut, shut people like me and anyone else trying to educate their patients up. It's exactly why they're doing it. So I'm going to go ahead and end, um, end this part, uh, oh boy, part four, and we will go to part uh, five next. God bless you.